Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's The Rich, or the host around these parts. So glad that you've decided to spend some time with us today. Uh, today, we're honored to have Lori Wilhite with us from all the way from Las Vegas. Always great to talk to somebody from uh, Vegas. Lori uh, leads a ministry called Leading It and Loving It. And I want to really, you know, dive into that today and hear hear all about that. They really hope to encourage uh, women to, you know, to really have healthy marriages, healthy families, healthy ministries, a great organization. Uh, Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Nice. Well, why don't you tell us, give us a bit of your story. Give us the Lori Wilhite story. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, my husband, Judd, is the the senior pastor at Central Christian Church mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. We've been married for, we're almost to our 20th anniversary. Nice. So, so am I. This that's fall. exciting. Anyway, so, this fall. Uh, <laughs> so we, you know, I never thought I would marry a pastor. That was mm-hmm. never kind of in the plan. I went to school to become a teacher mm-hmm. and then met Judd and uh, just thought he was the greatest thing ever. And <laughs> then um, decided that he was the guy I wanted to marry. And it, and really, I would have married him if he was flipping burgers somewhere or doing something else. Um, I didn't really know what I was getting into when I became a pastor's wife, but uh, kind of jumped in blind, which maybe was the best thing. I might have been scared off if I had known <laughs> what it was going to be like. So um, I probably the first eight to 10 years were a struggle for me. I I really struggled with the... Uh, just the pressures, and I had a, I'd put a lot of expectations on myself, feeling like if this is the bar for pastor's wife, then I'm somewhere in here, and mm. I'm not sure I can ever get up to what I'm supposed to be, whatever that was. Mm. And I knew it wasn't. Um, I didn't feel like I was typical. I didn't. I didn't know. I did. I just didn't know what I was supposed to be doing as pastor. So I floundered a lot. And the more Judd moved up in leadership, the tighter our circle got, and the more isolated I felt. And mm. ended up spending a couple of years, um, really struggling with some depression and trying to kind of fight my way out of that. And then once I got healthy and got me, God got me back on my feet. I felt. Um, more secure in who I was and, and trusted him that if, if he put me in this role, then, oh my goodness, then he might know what he was doing. <laughs> then um, I, I thought, surely there's somebody else out there that is like me. Like, mm. I'll go on the internet and I'll see if I can find them. And I tried to hunt up some pastor's wife things. I never really found anything. And so I thought, well, I'll just start something. Mm. And started um, almost eight years ago. It was a pretty poorly written blog, if I'm being frank. (laughs) But these pastor's wives just started like coming out of the woodwork. Mm. And really quickly, I realized like, no, I'm I'm actually very typical of a Mm. pastor's wife Mm -hmm, who, mm -hmm. um, who struggles with insecurity and loneliness and hurt and doesn't understand how to deal with the criticism that you face and all of that stuff. Um, and we're just trying to love Jesus and love the people we're called to minister to imperfectly and mm. figure that out. And so I figured, oh my gosh, since I am typical. And so maybe God can use me and the friends that I had made to make a difference in the lives of pastors, wives, mm. and women in ministry. So we've been doing that for the last eight years. That's mm. our focus to try Very to help cool. them become healthy so their ministries and families can be healthy. And so we just spend a lot of our time pouring mm. into them and um, mm 
equipping them, connecting them, impacting them. So that's mm-hmm. what we very cool. Why don't why don't we kind of pause and talk a little bit about some of those pressures that you see that you deal with, you know, with, um, you know, wives of, of pastors? What, what were some of those that you see all the time? You know, what would be, you know, the typical scenario that, that you hear about quite a bit? Probably number one is always isolation and loneliness. Mm. Um, it's usually the first question we get anytime we're sitting with pastors, wives, meeting with them is the, who do you talk to question? Right. Because for most of us, uh, who do you talk to question is very tiny. Mm. Even if you've got some friends in your church, it wouldn't be appropriate to talk about church struggles. Your, you know, um, the staff, if they're giving you a hard time or if you're mm-hmm. struggling with the, the board members or whatever, mm-hmm. those kinds of church struggles aren't, appropriate to share with your church members because you want to yes. protect their worship experience. And so mm-hmm. um, so the who do you talk to question becomes really, really challenging. It mm-hmm. becomes um, almost where there are times where I felt like the answer is no one. Right, and right. So I don't know what to do with that. And a lot of people are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so isolation is a huge one. And, and so how, now how do you then coach someone in that situation? How do, how do you help? You know, what, would, what would be some of your advice uh, you know, to a woman that may be facing that today? Well, what I, um, for me, the big key to unlocking isolation was building community with other pastor's wives, mm. specifically for me, other senior pastor's wives, right. because they, I don't even have to say very much right. and they get it. Right. And I can say this weird, awful thing happened last week and they say, oh, that happened to us the week before. Right. And so we kind of have a level of understanding. And so what I encourage people to do is to be very proactive in trying to form relationships with other people in like roles. And so Mm -hmm. we do, we have a huge (laughs) thrust Mm -hmm. of our ministry is trying to help them do that. So we Mm -hmm. have um, online groups that are based around um, their roles. We have local groups that people can meet at coffee shops, but all of it's kind of based in that we have so much more in common than we do with different. We may come from different denominations and have different church styles and worship styles or whatever. But at the end of the day, we have so much more in common um, we're serving Jesus. We're called to ministry. We mm. have a lot of the same common struggles. And so if we can pull into community with one another, we break those isolation bonds. And for a lot of people, it unlocks some their issues with depression and all of that. So we really try to encourage people. And that takes some bravery. Mm. A lot of us in ministry have been hurt relationally, whether that be from people leaving the church or being gossiped about or... Um, mm betrayed or any kind of level of different things that happen to us in ministry. And so we build up walls and we don't want to take those risks of um, community, but it's a bigger risk to stay in isolation than it is to risk being in community. And so Mm -hmm. we just try to really encourage people to be proactive in seeking that out for themselves. Now, do you find that that there may be some pastors that are serving today that are a little bit oblivious of the pressure that their their spouse is feeling? Is that a common thing, or 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 are they aware of it and they're just not sure what to do? Um, you know, it probably could go either way. A lot of it probably depends on how much their wife is telling them. For mm. me, for a long time, I just felt like I have to take one for the team. Mm. I shouldn't say anything. I shouldn't make him feel guilty. I shouldn't bring up these issues. I just got to suck it up and take one for the team because he's doing what God's called him to do. He's great. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that he was in God's will for his life. So I didn't want to bring up, here are all the struggles I have. Here's what Mm -hmm. I don't like about this. Mm -hmm. Here's what I want you to quit doing. Mm Because I just felt like 
uh, it would be hindering his ministry. And so I didn't say anything. So mm -hmm. Judd did not know all right. that was going on in my mind and heart and life. Um, now, other wives are much more vocal and their husbands are probably <laughs> clear about what was going on. And so, yes. and, and now Judd is, now I've learned like the take one for the team mentality is really self-destructive. And, mm. and so now we are very, very uh, open about where each of us are at and what we're dealing with, with ministry challenges and, mm. and um, now, but so it probably definitely depends on how much, how much their wives are sharing with them about what's going on in their own emotional life. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I know, you know, my own wife, um, she, she has this incredible thing where she meets once a month with a group of um, wives of pastors that are kind of in our close, you know, friendship. And I know that has been incredibly life-giving for them um, because there is that moment where, you know, I think in some ways I feel bad for her if there's pressure on at, on the work front, at, you know, at church. I think she almost feels it more strongly than I do because it's like you you maybe see it's hard to see someone that you love going through something that is you know difficult. In some ways, it's easier to be going through it um, than it is to watch someone go through it. And um, and you know, I know they found that incredibly um, you know life giving for sure. Now, how do you structure the ministry at, at leading and loving it? What kind of you know what are you providing from like a resource point of view? Do you conferences that sort of thing? Yeah, so we have three kind of arms of what we do. So we have the equip side. That's going to be anything from our blog to our resource development. That would be Bible studies and and ebooks and all that kind of stuff. We also have an online conference that is up. Um, so it's up for the year. You just hop online, sign up for it, and then it delivers to your email once mm -hmm. a day for mm -hmm. 15 days. And it's just little short videos from people like this year, Bobby Houston and Holly Furtick and Jenny mm -hmm. Lesko and Brandy Wilson and all these amazing pastors' wives who mm -hmm. just shared just one thing about their life, their leadership, their ministry, and in this year it's in relation to Isaiah 61. And so that's a great thing that we offer that just drops, um, you know, encouragement mm -hmm. and challenge and all that right into your lap mm -hmm. while you're doing your makeup, which is great. Yeah, very cool. Um, so we do that. That's kind of our equip arm. We have our connect arm, which we have um, a few different things. One is our connect live groups. They're like the small groups in your church, mm -hmm. except they're all online. And so they'll have anywhere from 10 to 20 gals in it. They meet once a month for an hour and a half, two hours. They look at each other in little boxes on their screen, but they develop the most beautiful friendships mm. and community um, when they're in need, they're mailing cookies across the country and they're, you know, <laughs> taking in each other's children um, for this for summer missions things. And it's they're really great groups um, and they provide exactly what you were talking about that your wife has just mm -hmm. people to lean on, get advice from, be prayed for. And then we have connect local groups We have about um, 35 of those around the country and People just meet at coffee shops or at houses, and it could be two or three people. It could be, in some cases, 30 people, and they just cheerlead each other, encourage each other. And then we have our yearly conference, which mm -hmm. is called Retreat, and um, our hope is that people can come and just treat themselves to some community, some encouragement, to get some life breathed back into them, to catch their breath a little bit so they can go back into ministry filled up. Mm -hmm. And um, this year, that's in the end of October in Vegas at my church. Mm -hmm. And we'll have, you know, 800 pastors, wives, or women in ministry from around the world. Last year, Zimbabwe was there randomly. Wow, that's so really we were, cool. that was awesome. <laughs> and so, um, so, and then we have an impact arm that um, is a lot of our mission stuff and just how we pull together to 
not only impact the people in our ministries, but globally and then um, each other as well. That's where we have all of our leadership stuff. So that's kind of the way we have it organized and um, the way we're able to kind of missionally pour back into these people who pour so much into mm -hmm. the ministries that they're involved in. Mm -hmm. Well, I would encourage people, you know, there's literally hundreds, actually a couple thousand church leaders listening in, and I really would encourage them to check out your website. It's just leadingandlovingit.com. Right. There's no leading. it after the first meeting, <laughs> just leadingandlovingit.com. Right. Um, it really will point you in the right direction, give you a, you know, a sense of, of everything that, that is available. I love what you guys are doing. I think it, you know, providing a great um, support, I think a really important support um, for, um, you know, a lot of women, both, you know, pastors, wives, um, or spouses, and then also women in ministry. Maybe we pivot a little bit to the women in ministry side of the equation. You can tell us a little bit about that. What would you say some of the unique challenges for women who are in uh, ministry today? Well, I think it varies depending on their role. And it also mm -hmm. varies depending on whether their husband is in ministry or not. We have a lot of gals around leading and loving it that, you know, maybe, um, Maybe they're leading the children's ministry or their women's ministry, and maybe their husband's an accountant or mm -hmm. a judge or whatever. Um, some of them are leading Christian nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. And so they have more unique challenges um, when they're probably more similar <laughs> to what Judd and I, the dynamic Judd and I have, which is I'm not on staff, I'm mm -hmm. not in mm -hmm. ministry, it's, mm -hmm. it's him. And so it's very similar um, to that. So they have their own unique challenges. And then they're the ones who work at churches and their husband also works there, which mm -hmm. brings <laughs> another <laughs> unique, unique challenge of mm -hmm. um, working together, living together, figuring all of that out as well. Mm -hmm. And then we have um, the single women in mm -hmm. ministry as mm -hmm. well who are you know trying to figure out how to balance that season of their life mm -hmm. as well as ministry. And so there, it kind of depends on mm -hmm. uh, where they're at and what that is like. I know they're definitely you know, women who are trying to figure out when I, you know, walk into <laughs> the, the boys club meeting, right. um, how do I lead in that situation? How do I, um, you know, what kinds of things do I say? And, and so people are trying to figure out. So that's why it's so important and because I don't know that world. Mm. I don't work at our church. Mm. Um, I, I like it that way. I don't understand those challenges personally. Right. So that's why it's so important for them to be in these groups with each other, with mm. these other women who mm. get it so mm. that they can really encourage each other and cheer each other on. But um, so I would say, we have all of those people that come to retreat, all of those people that are part of our different things, but it definitely, the different challenges, there's women in ministry is such a wide group yes. of women right. that um, those challenges definitely vary. This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, thank you so much. We're going to pivot into the lightning round. This is the round of questions that we like to finish the episode today. We've been super honored to have Lori Wilhite with us from Leading and Loving It. I'm super glad to have you on the show today. Just a couple questions. What's an online resource that you're using these days that's helping you in your, uh, your ministry? Um, we just switched over to Zoom, which oh, is nice. a yeah. um, platform that does all of the video chatting that we do in all of our online groups. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. It can fit so many people in video chat, <laughs> which is yes. awesome. We've used other free ones in the past that um, you know you could fit eight or ten people in, but mm -hmm. this one I think you can do up to fifty, which for us was a game changer with our groups, and it's 
um, great. We love it. And then we use planning center events for all of our registration. They've been really wonderful and very helpful, which is so many of our churches use planning center. So it's a, it's great for church leaders to be able to interact yes, with as well. Absolutely. Very cool. What's a book you've read in the last, I don't know, six months to a year that you've loved? Well, <laughs> I read mostly whatever my 15-year-old tells me to read, which is usually some form of, you know, teen fiction. I have no idea. I can't keep up with her. She's a voracious reader. <laughs> um, and so uh, I think the right now I'm reading something about people colonizing Mars. I just started it. We'll nice. see what happens. So yes, I, I follow her lead. She tells me all the good stuff. Yeah, that's fun. I have a 15 year old as well. We I, I just wrote, uh, read The Fifth Wave. I don't know if you saw that. There was a movie that came out about it. Apparently the movie was terrible, but uh, it's that kind of, you know, teen fiction, lots of angst, lots of angst in that, in there about the end of the world and all that. Um, is there another ministry that you're looking at these days that you're particularly inspired by? You particularly think like, hey, well, they seem to be doing some really cool stuff. Um, you know, we get a lot of inspiration from churches. Um, obviously, all of because I work with all leaders, mm -hmm. um, we're constantly looking to see what's going on in the church world. And, you know, I obviously love Central, mm -hmm. Crosspoint, Church by the Glades down in South Florida, mm -hmm. all very inspirational to us. Mm -hmm. Probably the other ministry that we lean into the most, especially for advice <laughs> and and just like the what's next and what mm. should we do when is people of the second chance. Mike mm. Foster is a mm. dear friend of ours. We've known him for, mm -hmm. he's my husband's best friend. We've known him for 15 years. We love what he does, mm. so um, the things that he does. And he has been an incredible resource for us mm. in just cool. helping us take our ministry to the next levels. And so he is um, very influential for us. Very cool. If you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive, I know that's a big question. Uh, who would you want to get that with and why? You know, I used to answer that question always with Kay Warren before yes. I knew her because yes. she was, um, Judd bought me years ago, um, this series of pastor's wife's talks that mm -hmm. she did on CD. Oh, and, nice. <laughs> and so, I listened to them and I just felt like she was my mentor from afar. And mm -hmm. I always answered with like, I would always have coffee with Kate Warren. Well, now I actually know her, love right. her, she's wonderful. But I would still say I would do, yes. I would still meet with Kate. She, every time I meet with her, it's, it is like um, the wisdom just shoots out mm. of her. And it doesn't matter what I've got going on in ministry or mm, life. Cool. They have lived it, been there, done it. Yes. And um, she's just kind of my go-to person for mm. ministry challenges, leadership needs. She's amazing. Very cool. All right. Well, one last question. I know, you know, trying to uh, lead your own organization, do stuff on the home front, stay sane. That is a lot going on. Uh, when you just want to kick back and have fun, do something for fun, what, what do you do? Oh, gosh. Well, I am a huge entertainment junkie. So anything, okay, nice. books, music, TV, movies. Great. We love it. So we, we do a lot of family movie nights, a lot of, you know, a reality competition show, watching a lot of amazing race and that kind of stuff with my 12-year-old yes. son. Yes. Um, but my husband and I are all about the date date. And oh, so nice. now that our children, as soon as our children started school full-time, we were like, Friday is our yeah. day. And oh, so nice. whether that means we're out shopping or, you know, maybe a Target trip or yes. breakfast right. or lunch or whatever, just spending time together. It's just such a precious commodity when mm -hmm. you're so busy mm -hmm. that um, it doesn't even matter what we do. It's just fun to hang out and be together. Very cool. Well, Laura, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for giving us uh, some of your time. If people want to get in touch, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Uh, if you go to Leading and Loving It, mm -hmm. you can. There's a contact form there that comes Perfect. straight to me. Great. You can just let me know if you have any questions or any needs. But um, but be sure to for sure check out leadingandlovingit.com. Um, uh, you can also, I, I have all the other social medias, but let's be real. The one I use is Instagram. And so, <laughs> right. If you really want to talk to me, message me on yes. Instagram. And it's just um, at Lori Wilhite. Yes. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.